0: 630 Chad afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6 30 Chad. Well, there's got to be some concern these days at the Alberta Aviation Museum. For over 30 years, the museum has called the historical location of Hangar 14 its home. And now there's been a new report done by the city that suggests that the building is in need of about 41 million dollars in rehabilitation work. And there was a number of options put forward by the city, and one of them being that maybe it should divest it and relocate the tenants. Um, so wanted to get into this conversation with ryan lee who is the alberta aviation museum curator joining me this afternoon hi ryan welcome to the show thanks for having me all right uh give us a little bit of background first off on on hangar 14 for those who don't know about it and and the significance of that hangar here in edmonton especially to the aviation history in this uh province in this city um a little bit of background
1: the hangar was built in 1943 for the Royal Canadian Air Force as part of the British Commonwealth Air Training Plan, which was this enormous training scheme for uh, aviators across the country. Uh, Edmonton had a pretty large role to play in that, uh, and and our hangar was built. uh, Wat May, a local hometown hero, ran number 2 AOS out of our hangar, uh, and we had a lot of other famous people that uh, ended up operating out of here during the war, including Tommy Fox, Margaret Littlewood, Cedric Ma after the war, the 418 City of Edmonton Squadron moved into it. They were here until 1957. Then Pacific Western Airlines. The city took ownership in 1961. They rented it to a car dealership. And then Mm -hmm. it was abandoned in 1984. At the same time, the museum association didn't have a home and we were looking for a home. So we went to the city and we said, we have this abandoned hangar. Uh, We've been really wanting to start up an aviation museum. Why don't we get together? The city said, you have one aircraft, so why don't you find a bunch of other aviation enthusiasts and we'll talk about it. So we partnered up with the Air Cadets, the Soaring Club, the uh, Women's Air Alliance, and we all got together and we formed a uh, a lease with the city of Edmonton in 1992. We re-signed that lease in 2018 thinking everything was good,
0: Uh.
1: Uh, and yet... Here Here
0: we are. are. Here we are. Um, You know, when you take a look around uh, that building, uh, Ryan, I know you're the curator. I I don't think you're an engineer. Maybe you you have that in your background. But when you take a look around, does it need a lot of work?
1: There's definitely some trusses that
0: are are cracked
1: and, uh, you know, some minor uh, leaks in the roof, that kind of thing. Overall, it seems fairly sound. And, uh, you know, it is the city building. So we are hoping that they're able to affect some repairs to the building.
0: All right, so in this report, what were some of the things that needed to be taken care of, do you know?
1: Well, one of the problems is uh, we have two forced air furnaces that date back um, probably 70 years. One mm-hmm. of the our furnaces died about six years ago, and it's been scheduled to be replaced. hasn't been replaced yet, so if our other furnace dies, uh, we're going to be in a world of hurt. Uh, mainly it's uh, to do with the trusses, repairing the trusses, and uh basically making the building more energy-efficient for modern codes. Uh, You know, we were not built as a museum. We were built as a hangar. So, of course, uh, not a very environmentally friendly building.
0: $41 million is a lot of cash. I mean, if there was some arrangement worked out with the city, I mean, I, I don't even know where you start with that.
1: Well, and the thing with this report is, uh, what's being presented to council is this immediate need for $41 million, Mm. which is kind of disingenuous, because when you read the full study, uh, it's about $30 million spread over 20 to 40 years. So thinking that we need to come up with $41 million in the next budget cycle is not exactly accurate.
0: Yeah, I know. I, I think that there would be a lot of folks, or I, I would worry that there would be a lot of folks out there that still would say, you know, 30 million over 20 to 40 years when, you know, the, the times are tough right now for a lot of folks. That's a lot of cash. Why should it go to the museum? What do you say to that? I'd
1: say that, I mean, aviation has been a very important part of Edmonton's history, and I feel that we've done a good job in representing that. Uh, everybody that comes to the museum is, is generally they leave shockingly surprised at how nice the museum is um how friendly our volunteers are you know our volunteers have put 30 years of work uh into this building uh we've invested five million dollars of capital into the hangar ourselves and you know we have thousands of school children that come here every year we mm-hmm. do a good job of telling an inclusive story um you know Wat may uh our, our local hometown hero you know he's, he's kind of famous for the mercy flight and stuff yeah, of like course. that But, uh, you know, he was the only person to hire Margaret Littlewood, uh, who was a commercial pilot from Ontario. Uh, She couldn't get a job because of sexism, or he was the only one to hire her. She came to Edmonton. Uh, Cedric Ma was a Chinese-Canadian. He was turned away from the RCAF during the Second World War because of his race. Ma May hired him here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of story to tell uh, that has to do with aviation in Edmonton.
0: Ryan, some of those other options, I mean, of course, this is the one that catches everyone's attention, right? Oh, my goodness, maybe, you know, we just need to just to scrap it um those other options um where does that stand and and where um what happens now with um with the board officials the museum officials and having conversations with the city
1: well right now it's extremely preliminary. We've only uh, received this report that it's going to be presented to the executive council on Wednesday. So we're at the very early stages of the process. And it it should be noted that the report is coming from city administration. Uh We've been talking to city council members, uh, our local councillor Stevenson. Uh, You know, we've we've had a a very good relationship with her. So I'm sure that we can find some kind of solution forward. We think that Staying here at hangar 14, it's historic, it's, uh, you know, in the center of the city, we can be a cornerstone of the new Blatchford community, we'd really like to stay here, but hopefully we can find a solution in, in
0: some form. Well, we'll be watching, Ryan. We'll be watching closely. I have to let you know that uh, my, my Air Force squadron, uh, 408 Tactical Helicopter Squadron, just had our 80th gala at the, at the museum uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we had a wonderful time. So thank you to you and, and your team for all the work that you have, have done at that building and, and keeping that history alive over the past number of years. Well, thanks very much. Yep. Yeah, take care. Ryan Lee is uh, the curator at the Alberta Aviation Museum. So, yeah, the one thing off the top was like, okay, it's going to be 40 million. And as Ryan said, it's actually uh, what it looks like is 30 million over 20 to 40 years, part of that conversation. But still, I get that that's a lot of cash. And we know that there is. Um, other pressing needs, right, given the situation that we're all facing. Having said that, I think Edmonton can be rather notorious for demolishing and tearing down historical buildings. Uh, We we are—the city is quite good at that. Um, The aviation history—and again, you know, obviously I'm a little biased because of my ties um, as an honorary colonel in the Air Force. Um, But Edmonton, uh, Alberta as a whole, but Edmonton has, you know— Huge ties um, to, to aviation, and I fear that um, those ties are going to be forgotten about and that we don't do a good enough job or we haven't done a good enough job in, in uh, keeping that history alive. Now, don't at me. I, I get the fact that, yeah, I, I, I understand the money side of it. That's a big hunk of change. So I think that they have to come up with a different way of doing this, and I don't know what that looks like. But again, I think the city can be fairly notorious for knocking down history and, uh, and putting in a parking lot or something like that. You know what I mean? So I, I hope that they can have some productive conversations here, see where this leads. Um, again, you're talking about trusses. That's a big, that's a big deal. Um, right? Like, that's a big thing. So how could this be done? How could it be paid for? Is it going to have to be a campaign somehow to raise more money? I mean, they've already done that in the past to get the museum going. But what does that look like? And I think, you know, it, it would be a shame to, to lose. That. I mean, that, that building itself is pretty incredible. It is one of the last remaining double long, double wide hangars from World War II. I know there's probably a lot of folks out there that don't care about that. Um, But there's a lot of folks out there um, who love history of all kinds, not just aviation history. And when you take a look at the history of this city, you know— uh, the importance of that time and those buildings and the people that came through there. Anyway, we'll we'll keep you updated on what on what happens on that. I suspect that there's going to be a, a lot of conversation uh, between the museum officials and city administration, city councilors in the weeks uh, in the weeks ahead.